Welcome to the 5G Tech Rhetoric Podcast, where we will explore the hottest topics in 5G with some of the industry's leading minds. On next topic, which is officially called funding for 5G ecosystems, but I would say let's talk money. Now let's talk money and uh, value of 5G. I would say market value. So 5G and the digitalization of vertical sectors are necessary, but also, of course, expensive, as we found out. And funding organizations have a special focus to enable innovation and commer commercialization of the emerging technologies. And uh, some of these important stakeholders we will have in our panel. So let's explore the uh, motivation, the ambition, the requirements of these stakeholders, and most importantly, let's see where our experts see the real value of 5G. So let's get prepared, write down all the most important pieces of information from our next panel. But now please welcome our moderator of the session, George Marcatatos, chairman at the Hellenic Association of Innovative Applications Companies, or Siki in short. George, welcome. Hello. Good afternoon, good afternoon, everybody. I'm George Marcatatos, chairman of Seke. Um, some words about Seke. Uh, Seke has been, uh, is an organization that promotes technological innovation in the Greek ecosystem and actively helps in disseminating this innovation around the world. Seke, we have uh, mobile connectivity in our DNA back in 2010 when we first started. Seke was actually the Hellenic Association of Mobile Application Companies, promoting mobile apps for a better tomorrow. As uh, we moved from mobile first to mobile everything, now mobile is part of, uh, of the ecosystem. So uh, uh, this is the rebranding of Seke. So thank you for joining this session on, uh, on funding the 5G ecosystems. Uh, 5G from, uh, from its conception has always had the notion of funding next to it. This is because 5G offers a great opportunity to develop new applications and services and solve traditional problems uh, because 5G is much more than just a connectivity platform. It's not uh, an evolution from 3G to 4G and to 4, from 4G to 5G. It's actually a leap forward as we have uh, seen in these uh, past few days. So I, I personally hope that uh, by the end of this session, uh, I believe that we'll have a good understanding of uh, of each funding organization and uh, the funding around them. So without further ado, uh, I would like to introduce to you the panelists, starting obviously from the lady. So Ms. Casey Milhouse, Director of Metaverse and Immersive Technology at uh, Creative M. Please take a couple of minutes to do your initial statement, please. Yeah, sure. Hi, everybody. So I am all the way out in Singapore, a uh, very tiny, tiny island uh, nation state. 
And so, as mentioned um, earlier, I work in immersive technology. And for those of you who are well aware of the benefits that come across when we start to tap into the 5G networks, I'm actually here on the panel because we have a very we have a very interesting sort of system here in Singapore um, where they are offering grant funding programs and also a lot of other um, uh, uh, private uh, or uh, public grant funding in order to commercialize, prototype, and bring these out to the globe. And so I, I'm really excited to have this conversation on how that works uh, for companies that are outside of Singapore and to partnership uh, with Singaporean companies. Thank you. Thank you, Casey. Let's move now to Mr. Salvatore Levis, Executive Director at 5G Ventures SA from Greece. Hello, hello everybody. Uh, 5G Ventures, as uh, George mentioned, 5G Ventures is a newly established uh, uh, venture capital management company, and it is it has been set up by the Greek government to 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 manage the Festos Fund. Uh, the, the Greek government very early realizing that uh, 5G, as George mentioned, is not just another G but it is a platform where a number of new applications will have to be developed. And uh, when I say application, I mean applica wireless applications. I like to differentiate between mobile and fixed. I mean, 5G is not mobile. 5G is wireless. The, the, the distinction is between wireless and, and wired. It's not about between fixed and mobile. So realizing that there will be a number of the, the need for a number of new applications that are being empowered by the new technology of, of, the, of the 5G uh, platform, uh, the Greek government had the, uh, the, 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 took the initiative to create, to use parts of the auction for the 5G frequencies. They moved very fast to auction all the frequencies and to and to streamline the, the spectrum situation on the 5G frequencies. So very, very, very speedily they developed, they, 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 they became ready on, on all the, or they, they auctioned all the frequencies for 5G from 700 megahertz all the way to 26 gigahertz and uh, used the proceeds of these auctions. They, they created an auction which was Focus mainly on the speedy development of the networks and not so much on the on the revenues that they would get that the government would get from these from these uh, from these auctions, and not only that they decided and they 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 decided that they will use a, a quarter of those funds that were gathered from the auctioning of the 5G spectrum in order to create a venture capital fund that will fund applications using the 5G technologies uh, in order to accelerate the, the, the development of, of such applications that will be definitely needed. I mean, it is, uh, so this is, uh, this is the, this has happened, uh, Greece auctioned all the frequencies in uh, December of 2020, uh, established uh, the, the, fund, the, 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 the management company for the, for the fund, which is 5G Ventures in January of 2021. 
And now we are in the process of closing the, the fund. There will be a fund in the region of, it will also attract, except from the private, from the government funds, it will also is having a, a, a private investors and it will reach uh, the level of 120 to 150 million euros in order to finance applications, not only in Greece, but also in international companies that but that would would use the Greek environment, 5G environment, in order to develop their products and services. That's that's where we are, and we're looking for companies not only in Greece to, to invest in, not only in Greece, but all over the world. Thank you, Mr. Levis. Uh, next is uh, Mr. Renis Berzins, Chairman of the Management Board at Development Finance Institution Altum. 3Cs initiative uh, and 3Cs initiative investment fund. So, Thank you. Good afternoon, everyone. So I'm glad to be here and in this panel particularly, and I guess both those um, names are correct, right? Um, uh, representing uh, Development Bank, which is uh, ultimately basically a state-owned uh, development bank. And we, what we do, we are uh, offering wide range of services. We have something like 35 uh, programs and we have venture capital, we have loans, mezzanine loans, some, some grant programs, uh, etc. This is one thing. And the second thing is uh, obviously I'm also here because I'm also representing Latvia in a 3Cs investment fund. And we are very proud uh, because we were among the very first who also signed back in, uh, I guess it was 2018 when we signed memorandum of understanding, when we said that we will go and uh, try to create it, uh, together with our colleagues from other countries, uh, this fund. And we, uh, at the beginning, Poland and Romania created the fund, but later on, Latvia and Estonia joined. And now you can see that almost everyone from this region are here in, uh, from Central and Eastern Europe. So what this fund is for, I guess, uh, this, the fund is uh, basically to fulfill a market gap uh, in a large sense uh, in, the, in those countries, right? And uh, it finds uh, three uh, specific areas. The first is infrastructure. Uh, the second is energy sector. And the third thing, obviously, why I'm also here is digitalization, right? So I'm looking forward also to participate in this panel. And I see a great importance to underline also that there is a new player, namely 3Cs investment fund, which can deal with uh, 5G projects. Thanks. Thank you. Finally, uh, an important speaker, Mr. Bjorn Tremery, Head of Technology Investments at the EIF at the European Investment Fund. Thank you. So, yes, uh, Bjorn Tremery, responsible for tech investments at the European Investment Fund. For those not familiar with EIF, we're basically the financing arm of the European Union for everything that deals with innovation and entrepreneurship. Um, very important to know as well is that we operate an intermediated model, so we don't invest directly in companies because for uh, the financing possibilities that we have, that would not be scalable. Um, so we use actually venture capital funds uh, to channel the money that we get from our mandators to ultimate beneficiaries of those fundings being startups or innovative SMEs. Typically, on an annual basis, we have been investing between 1.5 and 1.7 billion in venture capital funds across the, the European Union and accession countries and candidate uh, accession countries. And this year, also to counterbalance a bit the negative effects of um, COVID, we're planning to go up to 3 billion. 
so a lot of uh, financing available to invest in innovation and technology in the European Union and its member states. And uh, wh why uh, should we be here on this panel? Because uh, similar to many of my uh, colleagues here on the panel and some of the others that I've heard uh, on the sessions today, uh, we're firm believers that 5G will be a game changer. It will be very important for Europe as well to stay competitive at the global scale, um, at, uh, at the innovation level. And we want to be able to continue financing those innovations and the applications uh, that will be driving that game-changing environment over the next 10-15 years thanks to 5G also from the European Union uh, perspective. And I don't want to preempt or influence the polling session that is going on, but as I've just explained, we, um, we are on the, the policy side, so public funding, um, but we invest through venture capital funds that are privately operated. So we do hope that many people on the polling session will also say that the private sector has a role to play because just the government or uh, government institutions, EU institutions such as ours, we cannot do it alone. We need the market players as well. Excellent. This is uh, this is true indeed. So uh, I'll shuffle again the, the term of the questions and I'll go back to Mr. Rennes Bersins. Uh, Mr. Bersins, talking about funding, please, please let us know of, of the benefits of the three C's initiative uh, fund funding uh, by, and if you can use a real world, the existing project example uh, from your organization, this, uh, this would help us understand, please. All right, so I guess if I could uh, answer broadly about the benefits, right? And if we are talking about uh, how the pro such a project uh, should or could be also uh, financed. There are, of course, different ways, but I'm, I'm very glad about this panel, and I'm so glad to be in this very distinguished company, right? And I see the great importance why why we all are here, because I guess uh, projects like those could be fin uh, financed in different ways. And I guess one point is, look on some programs where there particularly could be some grants from the government or something like that, right? This is one thing. But then later on, if also some uh, project, uh, those who are dealing with particular project implementation are looking, for example, for international financial institutions or banks and so on, I know for sure that there will be a moment when also those guys will say, look, okay, perhaps we are, we believe in your project and we could go ahead with the loan and so on, but please bring us some equity, right? And equity is the thing which you always need to have, I don't know, 10%, bit more or something like that, but you will always. And if you are talking about 5G projects, we understand that those are like big projects, big capex, right? And there those millions will be quite enough to, to, to try to raise. And so why the 3Cs investment fund is so uh, important? Because they are not competing with, I don't know, EIB, for example, right? Just to offer cheaper loans. No, they are going where there's an equity, the interest rates will be higher, Guys, being very frank, it will be the situation, but there will be totally different uh, interest you need to pay because it's an equity or quasi-equity instrument, right, which will be, uh, uh, how to say, it will be more expensive, but it answers to the need, which also the, the project owner actually need to answer uh, to those who are uh, looking for finance. And uh, turning to the second part of the question about real examples, I can just name three of them. Uh, in infrastructure, those big projects, uh, the best example is cargo unit from Poland in energy sector, because I also mentioned energy sector. It's Enery, uh, Austrian-based company, which was also 
and then later on they found the cooperation with 3C's investment fund and they basically are dealing with renewables and very active also in, for example, Bulgaria. But last but totally not least, it's a project in Estonia, uh, Green Energy Data Center, because it fits in digitalization. And it proves that also it was a second investment by 3C's investment. It shows clearly that there are projects which can be uh, also implemented by 3C's in digitalization. And I'm very glad about that and I would like to under underline this real example as you also questioned. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, too. Um, Casey, uh, this morning I was getting acquainted to one of your neighboring countries. Uh, I was uh, watching South Korea Telecom, IFLAND, the, the proposal about metaverse. And um, we now have uh, augmented reality. We have virtual reality. We are, we're talking about met, metaverse, metaverse and 5G. So what is the, the opportunity? Is it a long-term opportunity? Is it a mid-term? Is it a short-term opportunity? And how can companies move forward on these technologies and uh, make use of, of the opportunity of, uh, of the metaverse? Well, George, you, you just dropped a very loaded question. <laughs> I think everybody is kind of uh, uh, jumping on the metaverse uh, hype train, especially after the uh, announcement of um, from Mark Zuckerberg lately. Um, but you know, these technologies have been around for a while. Um, augmented reality isn't new; uh, it actually has been around for over fifty years. Virtual reality has been around for many, many years. Um, but I really believe that this is going to be a long-term, um, a, a long-term like strategy, especially when it comes from investment. Um, at the point right now, in terms of the consumer adoption for this technology, uh, with augmented reality, we have many different social platforms that have already been implementing it. So. People have been using augmented reality, consumers have been using it, but they don't know the name of it or what it is. Um, whereas a virtual reality headset, there's a higher barrier to for consumers to purchase that headset. Um, it's quite pricey, it's quite bulky, not a lot of people are going to be using that um, or even considering that as a purchase. Whereas we have our devices with the phones, um, and in the very near future, we're going to be having wearables. So the AR glasses are going to be coming out shortly. There are some players in the market right now that are already going forward with that, but the cost is still quite high. Um, once, the, once those costs for the wearables do come down, that's where we're going to see this massive explosion of augmented reality being used in the consumer sector. Um, and we definitely need the 5G technology in order to to launch um, those experiences through the through the eyewear. Now, if we look at the uh, enterprise sector, um, this is also a major opportunity for. Uh, uh, companies that implement augmented reality, so remote assistance. We saw the growth of that um, due to the pandemic, where experts couldn't travel 
to go and help fix um, you know, a broken down ship or, or, um, or help uh, other people from a different area in a different factory. So that's helped speed up uh, a little bit of the remote assistance um, um, verticals. We also have a lot happening with the digital twinning and helping move these industries into industry 4.0 in order to automate a lot of the systems into their factories. So that is all tied into what the metaverse is. It's not it's not just being able to hang out with somebody, you know, wearing glasses and you see a volumetric scan of them. Um, I firmly believe that the uh, the metaverse and the immersive technology that is coming, um, that is being developed and that is already here for us is actually meant to give us an augmented intelligence. And so if we are able to start building these, um, these applications that are really going to help people save people's lives, um, improve efficiencies, um, make the factories or dangerous um, working situations uh, a lot safer, um, then this is definitely a long play for uh, everybody involved. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Uh, Levis, uh, you talked before that um, you would invest in, uh, in uh, ventures in, uh, in other companies outside Greece. So what is the geographic stage and focus of the fund? And uh, what would be the average expected ticket per investment? Okay. Um, if you can uh, reply. Sure, sure. Basically, what I mentioned is, is and I will elaborate on this, uh, we, we, I mean, we understand that 5G is, as we mentioned, 5G is opening the, the floor to, to, to a number of new applications uh, using new, new capabilities of the 5G technology. New technologies mean, and uh, new applications mean uh, a risk, and this is why we are structuring these investments as venture capital uh, investments, because this is where, where uh, how you fund uh, the riskier part of, of, of uh, operations. Uh, uh, when we, we designed this, this fund and we said that, okay, Greece has a significant head start in terms of creating the environment for the development of 5G applications and services, but uh, we would not like to restrict our, our, uh, our funding to only companies that are uh, Greek companies. And we said, we opened up the, the, the investment, uh, the investment, the, the object, uh, the geography of the fund to be able to invest in any jurisdiction, be it European or even non-European, with the only, uh, let's say, prerequisite that uh, the Greek environment of 5G, meaning the spectrum and all the ecosystem that we are developing, will be used in order to leverage these technologies and come bring them faster to market, creating successful ventures and profitable ventures for the fund, because we don't want to, lo to lose the focus that 
our primary focus is to create a return for our investors, including the, the government funds. Uh, this is why we we decided we, we not only we 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 are investing in in a, in a broader geography, but we have also created as 5G ventures an ecosystem in Greece that we can uh, that, that can help our investing companies to develop their products. For example, we have agreements with uh, tower companies in Greece so that a company that develops uh, uh, edge, com edge cloud uh, applications can use the, 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 the infrastructure, the passive infrastructure of the mobile operators to, to, to develop their applications. We have the ability to, to, to provide or to, 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 to provide through, through us to invest in companies pilot spectrum. We have uh, the government has reserved a part of the spectrum of 5G all of, in all the frequencies that we can pro we can we can suggest to be provided to our investing to the investing comp uh, companies of the Festos fund in order to develop their, their, their to do their tests and pilots so they don't need to go to operators having said that we also have agreement with the operators in Greece to provide to investing companies end to end uh, test applications so we have created an environment where we can we can facilitate companies to develop their products and services and and we do not restrict this only to the geography of, of Greece, or only to Greek companies, but they can be European companies or they can be uh, companies from outside, from other countries, as long as they establish some R&D uh, facility or even use Greece as, a, as, a, as another market. Now, in terms of the ticket size, as I mentioned, the fund is targeting 120 to 150 million euros. So we do not we do not invest in very early stage companies. As a matter of fact, there are a number of early stage funds in Greece already that can do that, or in the countries where they are. But we are uh, we are targeting larger tickets, larger by Greek standards and by European standards to some extent. So our average ticket, to answer your question, would be between five and ten million per investment. So that's a very considerable amount. It's considerable for this. It's not considerable for the U.S. <laughs> it's, it's considerable for uh, innovations on 5G. Yes. Bjorn, um, talking from the EIF uh, spectrum, please give us a brief explanation of the strategic digital technology investment scheme that the Commission will be launching soon. So... Uh, what is that? Yeah, so given the critical nature uh, for Europe of, of, of the 5G um, sector and ecosystem, uh, also Europe and the Commission wants to be able to provide sufficient funding for this um, uh, yeah, digital strategic sector, as um, as our mandators call it. So basically what under InvestEU, so the new budgeting program, the next seven-year budgeting program, there will be a partnership between uh, the Commission, DigiConnect, InvestEU, and the EIF, uh, where we will be making uh, 700 million 
available roughly, so it's not finally negotiated yet, so um, there could be some marginal changes around this. But basically, we want to be um, providing 700 million in a fund-of-fund way approach to the market, which means that with this 700 million, if you assume that EIF could take anywhere like a 25 or a third percent, 25 percent to a third of a fund, we would be able to mobilize alongside the private sector up to 2.1 billion, roughly in terms of funding made available through funds for startups. So these are considerable amounts uh, that will be channeled from the EU funding level that we will implement to actually the venture capital uh, level, the fund managers out there, up to 2.1 billion uh, plus minus uh, a million left or right. Knowing that these funds themselves will not always invest alone in companies, but when they invest, there will also be other investors next to them. You could basically assume that with the 700 million, at fund level becoming 2.1 billion, that at company level, this will mobilize well beyond 5 billion uh, for the 5G ecosystem in uh, the European market. We think that is very considerable. Uh, VCs will be needed to put this into into the market, uh, but we also think that um, the applications uh, will, will will really accelerate in terms of opportunities that will be out there. It needs to be mentioned as well that this is not necessarily targeted to do the big infrastructure plays. There are, are there are other funding schemes that may be more suited for that. So we're really about um, applications that will leverage the availability of of, of 5G. To, um, to bring about new innovation, accelerate innovation, and uh, bring about new business models that would, without the 5G ecosystem or the 5G technology, otherwise not come to uh, come to existence. So I uh, don't know whether that is um, a high-level enough um, overview. Otherwise, uh, don't, don't hesitate to ask. Yes, uh, I will continue with uh, your your on this second round of questions, which is a question that uh, I will uh, ask to all of you to, to give me an insight uh, on uh, what uh, do you believe, Bjorn, what are the investment areas and the 5G verticals use cases that you find interesting, that you think your organization will will give a guidance, an effort towards? Yeah, so, so not... Uh, I said it's a partnership, so it's not only uh, just my organization, it's also steered coming from uh, from uh, our policymakers and the European Commission. But clearly areas that will, um, that will from the mandate side, be targeted at will be artificial intelligence, will be blockchain and distributed ledger technologies, it will be cybersecurity, and also uh, quantum computing will be uh, getting a... Um, an uh, importance. So, so those those are perhaps obvious, but for us, really relevant uh, sectors that that have to have um, attention and and funding capacities out out of all the programs that will be put in place that target this. Personally, I, I think that also traditional manufacturing uh, will will benefit a lot uh, from this. Uh, if I just may uh, elaborate, uh, where I have personally view that this could change a lot. Uh, we've, we've all seen um, uh, the, the surgery that happened from a distance uh, that, that, that will also be able to, uh, to be better enabled by 5G. But we could do actually the same in, in production chains. Currently, we all need to put a lot of intelligence robots next to the pro uh, production chain. Now you can bring that intelligence from the production chain to the cloud and actually put uh, a, a dumber 
uh, executor next to the production chains and then the, the intelligence sits into the cloud. But you need to have sufficient speed that actually makes that the cloud can communicate with these um, with these uh, pr production chains. So I do think there's an opportunity for Europe again, where in, in the past a lot of manufacturing and production uh, disappeared elsewhere, that this could, could bring about competitive advantages to, uh, to actually bring back some of the production um to, to to europe in an intelligent way with potentially positive effects for the climate uh, as well because there might be less transportation costs and negative effects for the climate so that's just a personal personal touch on top of uh, the four critical sectors that uh, will be in any case part of the mandate i personally like the this uh, positioning on uh, on manufacturing on uh, industry 4.0 case a little bit uh, beforehand she talked about the digital twin, and uh, this is uh, mainly targeted to the manufacturing sector and uh, providing insights about machines. So, Casey, what, uh, what is your answer to the question? Let me just rephrase uh, once more. What uh, investment areas and 5G vertical use cases do you find interesting? Yeah, so I wanted to start out by echo echoing what Bjorn mentioned. I think there's a massive opportunity um, when it comes to robotics and IoT in the manufacturing and energy sectors as well. Um, where I'm concerned with, like, with virtual reality, augmented reality, um, all of the areas surrounding that, so when it comes to quantum computing, photonics, anything with image processing, uh, LIDAR, anything with XR hardware, intelligent interactive technology, um, micro electromechanical systems fabrication, nanotechnology, signal processing. There's so much that goes into the components of putting um, to making a digital object come to life um, in our real in our real world. Um, so, really, those are the those are the ones that I'm really keen on, and and I keep an eye out for. Um, it's it's it goes way beyond gaming. <laughs> uh, so, so if anybody out there is in those spaces, I would love to talk to them and see how we can prototype um, a prototype in, here in Singapore and then bring it out to the globe. Excellent. Uh, I like the proposal of uh, reaching to the audience. And uh, as a moderator, I would like a percentage out of possible ventures on that. So, um, uh, Mr. Berzins, can you answer the same question on, uh, from your point of view? What investment areas and 5G verticals, use cases, do you find interesting? Yes, of course. Thank you. And uh, from my perspective, um, unfortunately, or fortunately, lots have been said already by the Casey and Bjorn. And I guess I will not echo the same things just in a couple of minutes. Uh, I guess there was also interesting uh, ideas from uh, Mr. Binde in a previous panel, those who saw right this panel and uh, heard what he said also about drones. And he's, of course, CEO of uh, LMT, the major telecommunication uh, company here in Latvia. And I like also uh, his um, those statements. But uh, frankly speaking, I will be a bit different with my uh, answer. I will just say so from a finance perspective, from 3C's investment fund, I have to also be frank. 
there were several already investments made, and I also named several of them. I also put uh, an example to digitalization. Uh, in also, I gave an example from Estonia. But unfortunately, in 5G, there is, I, I think there is still missing some good bankable projects, right? I still have a feeling that there is a lot of good ideas and we would like to see more projects in any type of those areas. End of the day, it will be break even and so on. And I see um, uh, that there, there might be any of those which we already now counted, but uh, still also I'm looking from also again from Latvia, not only looking in, uh, in this field as uh, a uh, central and eastern Europe, right, but also from Latvia. There were also guys. I also mentioned drones, and uh, we, we 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 arranged those meetings with uh, with consultants from Three uh, Cs Investment uh, Fund. Somehow we cannot proceed because we still are missing something which is called uh, from financial people the break-even point, right? So being frank, so uh, I would just applause to any of those uh, projects to, uh, at the end of the day show this uh, bankability. Currently, yet good ideas, a lot of talks also here in Latvia, but at the end of the day, big projects are missing. So obviously, it's also one of the reasons why I'm here, because as I said, also in Latvia, we have uh, several projects which are dealing with infrastructure, with energy, also several with the digitalization as a whole, right? 5G, bit missing, at least, unfortunately, here in Latvia. But also, I'm looking that there is a, also a lot of things to do throughout the Central and Eastern Europe. Excellent, thank you. Uh, Mr. Levis, the same question on uh, what uh, the Festos Fund, what is the 5G ventures finding interesting areas for investment? Sure. Uh, first of all, as, as the previous speakers uh, uh, spoke, uh, 5G is expected to, to uh, have applications in a, to enable a number of new technologies and be, have applications in a number of verticals. Basically, in what we have done, because that was one of the things that we that has has uh, has uh, we, we gave it a lot of thought when we when we were designing the, the investment strategy. I don't know if I can share my screen. Can I share my screen? I want to show one slide. Uh, uh, Normally, sharing is uh, available. Uh, but uh, I'm sorry, uh, not now, not in this uh, okay. way. I'm sorry. Okay. Basically, what we have done is we have, and I will try to describe my slide, we have made a matrix of all the, the technologies that are going to be uh, uh, enabled by 5G, like cybersecurity, Internet of Things, uh, machine learning and AI, uh, software as a service in cloud, uh, VR and AR, and connectivity networks. And then we have also on the, on the, on the horizontal axis, we have the various uh, verticals like health, uh, financial services, telecoms, energy, mobility, uh, logistics, manufacturing, public services, tourism, agriculture, and space, because space we think also is a vertical that is going to be uh, is going to be uh, a, a, an area where there will be a lot of applications being developed. And what we have done is 
by creating this, this matrix, we have tried to see what will be the impact of every technology in the various sectors. So, for example, you realize that uh, 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 cybersecurity will be very important in financial services, or IoT, uh, or AR and VR, for example, in, in e-health. So, we have done this matrix, and all the ventures we are seeing is 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 mapped towards this matrix in order to see where are the, the biggest uh, opportunities that we will find uh, rather than because as as it was mentioned before there is no specific sector or specific technology or specific vertical that is going to be influenced 5g is going to to influence it, it, it's a new it's a new technology of wireless telecommunicativity and it will affect all of the a number of technologies and the number of, of vertical. So the, the idea is to, to try to find where the bigger growth will be uh, will be in this in these uh, in these areas and these technologies. So that's uh, that's uh, that's what we are doing. So we are not we are not restricting ourselves neither in verticals nor in technologies, but we do have preference. Uh, based on the applications, based on what technology applies, how important the technology is for the specific vertical. Thank you for uh, for this. We actually have uh, six minutes minutes left, and uh, we have uh, one question from uh, the audience. Um, I'll try to, uh, to say it in my best way. Could you please elaborate on the vision for funding projects? And uh, this is mainly towards Mr. Berzins and uh, uh, Mr. Levis. Uh, is there uh, any strategy or priorities? And what are the target projects and initiatives where the funding will be more prioritized? So if you can, on those technologies, on the previous question, what, what is the priority? If you have two good projects, for example, what is the priority on uh, on the target projects in terms of funding? And uh, uh, and this is the main part of the question. So uh, please, uh, Mr. President. Yeah, thank you, George. And uh, I guess it's a very good question, and I will be try to be very frank, right? Uh, at least for the three C's investment fund, if we are like. If we are talking from the Alton perspective, where I'm also CEO, then I guess we would talk about the sums, which also Salvador mentioned, 5, 10 million euros. This is our business, right, Salvador? And I share your point of view, why in Greece, and I guess in Latvia, this is a bit different sums like an average investment bureau, of course, right? But if we are talking about 3Cs investment uh, fund, right, those sums are much higher. There are uh, at least like 50 million euros. We can talk about 100 million euros and so on, but at least there should be major projects. This is the first thing. But then, either it's energy, in infrastructure, or digitalization. Again, what I actually mentioned already before, uh, the first thing will be just there's a, several ideas where there is a good, like, um, like an essay. Why it's so important, what it will be, good social, economical things, and so on. And we can understand that. And uh, But then we need to say, look, guys, it's, it's more like a steel thing which should be like uh, perhaps submitted for the grants or something like that. We are looking for something which is bankable, right? 
And in, in this field, either is energy infrastructure, those uh, samples which I mentioned, cargo unit in Poland, energy in uh, Bulgaria, uh, green energy in Estonia and so on. At the end of the day, break even, just show uh, for us, it's like an uh, option to, to see that it's a bankable and we can try to, to fulfill this gap for equity, right? And, and again, if this uh, project can also somehow be com uh, combined with international financial institution loans, or loans from uh, local commercial banks or something like that, it's okay. Some grants are okay. But at the end of the day, it, this is an equity instrument. And you know, equity instrument should also be, be uh, quite frank, uh, most likely also on some projects, two-digit uh, number, right? Uh, talking about IRR. And I guess Salvador also, again, uh, shaking hands, <laughs> I guess, uh, uh, also other uh, would do the same, most likely Bjorn and so on. So we, we should be frank on the situation. and bring those projects and we can uh, go ahead regardless of which particular area. Thanks. Thank you. Mr. Salvatore? Yeah, I absolutely agree. I mean, at the end of the day, our job is to manage in the best way the funds that have been entrusted to us and return the most uh, the most return on the investments. So, if I have two investments, or uh, the, the my criteria, the criteria are always how important is the problem they are solving? How 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 great is the opportunity? How big is the opportunity? And how good are the chances? of creating a big company that will return many times our investment. As uh, as was mentioned before, we are talking about larger tickets here. So we're looking at companies that are going to become significant in size so that we can uh, we can uh, we can produce the result we are expecting and as as was mentioned before, uh, for for us in venture capital, uh, 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 acceptable returns are uh, multiple of our investment, not not a return on the investment, but a multiple on the cash we have invested. So if we have invested 100, we expect to get 300 back. This is a, a doable multiplier, is my personal belief. Uh, hopefully on EPIT. Uh, so, uh, we have one more minute, so uh, we don't have any more questions uh, from uh, from the audience. I would like to thank uh, each one of you in turn for being here and sharing this. Uh, we now have the communication every with all of you and each one uh, in turn. And uh, hopefully next year we'll, uh, we can do this, the same discussion with... Uh, with some real world projects at hand and funding and uh, new policy from uh, from the EU and uh, from the EIF and uh, no thanks a lot it's been very interesting thank you very much enjoyed the thank discussion. you very much thank you bye bye thank you, thank you uh, our moderator George Mercatatos chairman of the uh, SECE. but we have the answer who should fund 5G ecosystems. And of course, a little bit should be EU, a little more a local governments, but mostly all of them together. 74% of our uh, viewers went for that one. And there's another thing I've learned from this session. So kids, learn to write a good essay on what you are going to do with the money. That would help you to get that. Now let's move.